वाइन स्टूडियो you need to create content that they appreciate and then ask them to pay so that's where the trick lies what magic is going to happen in 10 years just because the calendar ran 10 years people will suddenly start throwing money at podcasters i don't think that's a theory we should be looking at hello and welcome back to podcast unfiltered a podcast about creating podcasts and amazing podcasters I'm your host Vijay Gautam. For the past 4 years I have had the opportunity to produce tons of shows and learn from some of the most amazing creators of the country. Podcast Unfiltered is my attempt to give you a sneak peek into the creative process of some of the most iconic podcasters of the country and bring forth insights that's shaping the podcast industry in India today. Podcast in India is growing rapidly both in terms of consumption and creation. If I look back at 2017 when I started my own podcasting journey, most of the Indian podcasting apps were non-existent. Music platforms except for Jio Seven were not even considering podcast. There were only a couple of hundred creators. Very few people were doing this as a business or full-time thing. It felt like it's going to take at least a decade for a podcast to even become a thing here in India fast forward to today we have celebrities doing podcasts big media houses including radio and fm stations are going all in with podcast only content pwc projects that there are going to be 17.6 crore podcast listeners by 2023 platforms with deep pocket like spotify Jio Seven and Audible Suno are spending a huge amount on commissioning podcasts and podcast advertisement. This is all very exciting, but let me tell you one thing: we are not even at the five percent of potential India holds with podcasting. What's next for podcasting in India? Where is the next growth of podcasting coming from? What does it mean to run a podcast company in India today? How are podcasters going to make money? and when well to discuss all of this i have invited sri raman thiagarajan on the show sri as i love to call him runs the podcast platform awaaz.com which has got more than 1000 hours of original content mostly on regional languages awaaz has raised 1 million dollars in pre series a funding in 2019 and is growing rapidly without further ado let's get on to it Sriraman thank you for joining me on podcast unfiltered thanks vijay my pleasure to be here so sriraman i want to jump straight into this and uh, you know when i was browsing through awards website you say it's a awards.com and then you know just below it there is the kind of a subtitle which says audio show stories and podcast now right. and this is something that i hear a lot of you know platform runners or owners like you have mentioned in the past saying that you know podcast is a term in itself it's such an isolating term that a lot of people just think that it's some sort of techy stuff when you say podcast but you know when you say audio show it's more acceptable right so what's the difference between these three in essence what i understand from my you know standpoint is podcast is more of a technical term that you know if you distribute something through rss feed then that's a podcast right then what are audio shows and you know and then you say stories and then podcast what's the right. difference there yeah see podcast is essentially like a blog a spoken word format right in blogs mm-hmm. you used to express your opinion but do think is that the only written word expression we have we have novel novella short stories you know there there are so many treaties you know all the way to a tweet mm-hmm. right so the written word is as so many manifestations in itself similarly in audio the podcast maybe was the term that apple invented broadcast yourself through audio whatever it was so the podcast usually refers to two people having conversation just like how we are right now and mm-hmm. uh, it's not a word that encompasses all the formats of audio we can think of right mm-hmm. so we like to call you know audio show for work of fiction humor devotional or even sometimes we have relaxing music you know it's one of the most mm-hmm. heard uh, audio content on our platform 
and that's not a podcast by any stretch of imagination so we don't use the word podcast because it's not all encompassing of course we do have mm-hmm. podcast in our english section where there are conversational master class there are spoken word there are opinions there are you know two people talking about a passionately about a topic so on right mm-hmm. so just that uh, word is not all encompassing yeah. we want to call it out different so my understanding here for any audio that's on the internet to be whether you know you can call it a podcast or not is just one thing right and that one thing is as simple as if the content is being distributed using rss feed mm-hmm. you know technical i'm talking from the technical standpoint right so if there is any audio content in internet right i can upload 100 pieces of audio on my website and the same content cannot be called podcast unless you have the ability to distribute that content through rss feed or unless i have the ability to subscribe to that content using the rss feed right so you know my understanding is it's more about the technical thing is compared to the formats but also now coming to that point have you as somebody you know running the platform have you realized that you know when you go and tell people and especially because your platform creates a lot of content for the regional consumers when you go to these people and say that hey it's a story versus audio show versus you know podcast you know have you seen that kind of changing the way people perceive audio content in general uh, or has it helped you kind of get listeners kind of tuned into it and leaning forward much quicker as compared to saying that oh you know what this is a podcast where they don't know what that means exactly you you answered it vijay uh, whenever we tell our hindi audience our uh, marathi audience podcast the chances of they associating maybe they have heard the term it's not like they are living under a rock maybe they have heard the term mm-hmm. maybe they have even tried some podcast somewhere but it wasn't their cup yeah. of tea right so we don't want to have that yeah. notion rubbing off on our product because what we have created is for example in marathi we have a show on chatrapati shivaji maharaj it's not a conversation mm-hmm. with the great maharaj right it's a audio show it's mm-hmm. fiction <laughs> the works literary works about the great king has been retold now right so it's almost like a tv mm-hmm. show uh, like a epic or mythological show right so we want to call it as audio experience or sometimes if we are having difficulty explaining what we do we simply call it as online radio people mm-hmm. get it acha okay mm-hmm. you know so people mm-hmm. get the drift mm-hmm. because radio is probably the oldest form of mass media in the av right so mm-hmm. people easily relate to it and then they ask okay what do you got then we tell them we got humor we got devotional we got stories we got fiction so on so on they relate mm. to it better so sri where do you see podcasting in terms of content headed in india right so is podcast in india today consumed outside delhi mumbai and bangalore where you know at least till last year the majority of the podcast consumption happened in these major three cities and couple of others so how do you see podcast growing outside the metro cities in the next couple of years so podcast is still heard in those cities that you mentioned but audio shows mm-hmm. are heard outside so for example uh, when we launched avas in hindi our market was hindi speaking hsm right hindi speaking markets mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. still have uh, some of our largest listener base in lucknow indore patna jaipur you know these are all proper proper hindi speaking markets right of course we haven't yet reached some hinterlands of uh, up it's really function of marketing dollars that you need to kind of get there mm-hmm. uh, but we do see listenership uh, across metros of course and beyond metros as well but it is still urbanish right indoor indoor is urban patna is urban lucknow is urban so it may not be the south bombay south delhi kormangla if you know i get the drift where you are coming from they do have a mm-hmm. different liking maybe they are all on clubhouse right now right so maybe they do mm-hmm. have a different idiosyncrasy which is very different from somebody in lucknow and patna but there is a market for all formats in all languages that's what we have realized So what I can understand is the next growth for the podcast listenership in India is going to come from the you know these smaller cities and the markets where there are going to be a lot of regional content that's going to be created from a lot of creators who are going to come up out of those you know cities and towns so you know which also leads me to the other thing about the market fragmentation now what i mean by that is if you look think about it right the growth in podcast in us like most of the almost like 80% of the podcasts in us are in one language and that's the one language that the whole country speaks right but if you really think about india right and uh, if somebody you know who comes from let's say bengal finds the content in bengali you know they might kind of you know tune into a bengali content and say like you know i don't want to listen to your english podcast or maybe hindi podcast anymore and listeners do have certain amount of time 
on their schedule of, you know, when they can listen. So do you kind of think that that's going to happen where we are going to have a lot of fragmentation happening in the content and there's only a certain extent to which certain shows can grow? So what's your thought around that? Uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't call it as fragmentation because we are trying to control the market. That's when you call mm-hmm. it as fragmented market. But reality mm. is India has been this way for since time immemorial, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The way we treat different languages is we take a language and treat it like a new country. For example, we see mm. India as Europe. Okay. If mm. I'm successful in France, it is no indicator I'm going to be successful in uh, Italy or in Germany. Right. Mm. Same way, we launch Hindi. That doesn't mean we can simply extend that uh, style of uh, what we do in, in Tamil and we expect it to be a success there as well. So for us, every mm-hmm. language, we treat it like entering a new country. Right? It takes that much effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, US, there are a good amount of listeners. There is one language. Fair enough. But let's take just like UP as a market. Okay, There are 250 million people. That's almost the size of Indonesian population. Or US is what, 360 million people or something like that. So UP mm-hmm. itself is like some, you know, more 60% of US population. And let's say they just speak Hindi and Urdu. And you are an aspiring podcast creator now. Can you just launch in one language, let's say Hindi, and get 200 million people to listen to it? That itself is a, I mean, it's a lifetime achievement. Mm-hmm. It would be a lifetime achievement. It would take forever to get 200 million people in just one language. It's not that we yeah. have shortage of people. Let's say you, you launch Bengali. Bengali is what, uh, you know, Bengali is one of the most spoken language in the world as well, right? It's in the top 10. We easily classify them as a regional player. I don't know what that is because the amount of people who speak Bengali, uh, you are even able to cover some neighboring countries. Even there are, uh, there is, uh, in my trip to Dubai, I realized there's a lot of people in Dubai who appreciate uh, Bengali content. And there is, in fact, some mm. Bengali music labels who do a good job of licensing their content to uh, the Middle East. Right. So there's people from Bangladesh, people from Bengal, uh, working in Middle East, so on, so on. Right. So even if you take any one language, like you take Tamil, there is Tamil audience in Singapore, there is Tamil audience in US, there is Tamil audience in Tamil Nadu, some 80 million people. That's not a small number. Even if you can get 10% of that, you'd still be having mm. 8 million customers listening to you. I don't think any mm. any podcast in the world enjoys that kind of listenership, right? So I'm just saying. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that I also tell people, right? A lot of people say that, oh, you know what we say. I mean, if I create an English, then, you know, I can go global and the audience size is big. Uh, and, you know, let's say if I do it in Marathi, then there's only a certain number of people who, you know, speak and understand Marathi. And my response usually to those people is like, hey, you know what? There are hundred and f- more than 150 countries where people can create content in English. Yeah. So there is like only people who understand Marathi are the people who can create content in Marathi. And if you look at, do the maths, then, you know, the growth opportunity that you have in those languages is, you know, 10x more than that you do in the English or maybe, you know, the language which, because the more people understand the language, the higher the competition. And then you have to match the certain quality, right? Exactly. But if you really think about the, regional language content, uh, as we are saying, right? So whether that's in Marathi, Hindi, Gujarati, Tamil, Telugu, whatever the language is, we don't have a lot of people jumping in and creating quality content right now. And yeah. that's where your opportunity lies in to become the first mover and, you know, just go ahead and grab the market right now and start getting better. And this is something that I used to tell back in 2017, 18, and even today, right? So being an early mover, you have the opportunity to fail. You kind of have the time to fail and experiment and then get better. But now, once the industry matures and get to a certain stage, and people already have the taste of what a great content sound like, then you don't have the opportunity and the time to make mistakes and start, you know, with creating a crappy content and think that you know people will still adapt to it. But that's the opportunity that you have when no one else is creating on the certain language, and then you are one of the early movers into this, right? Very well said. Yeah. Yeah, seeing the content that you know that's there on ours, what are some of the trends that you have spotted when it comes to consumption pattern in India? You know, what are the genres that people are hooking into and leaning forward to? And a lot of people ask me, they say, hey, you know what, I want to start a podcast. What's what what's the topic that I should start on? I mean, usually I share that it should come from within you and you know what you feel like sharing. But if we have to understand from you know platform like ours, what are the genres that people are tuning into? Uh, if there is a, any time of the day where people are tuning more into uh, you know, consumption behavior in general. Yeah, you know, we call this as inspired from humanity. We try to observe what an average person's day looks like. Like morning, you want to wake up and be inspired. Maybe in your commute, you want to upskill, learn something new. In between your chai breaks, you want to have some snackable content. Evening on way back, 
maybe some story time and uh, later in the evening uh, maybe you want some relaxing music or something like that, right so this is how we initially saw life in the day of a human being and try to create content around each of this and uh, it has mm. proved okay it has proved well right for example humor is an undisputed leader right no amount of uh, humor content you create it's not enough right if you ever had a pet aquarium and uh, you feed the fish right the minute you feed it some the school of fish comes and just start gobbling up so humor content is just like that no matter how much you you create uh, it's not enough anything else second third fourth spot are all all over the place because sometimes devotional comes in the second place uh, because they are habit forming mm. you know every saturday i would listen to lord hanuman content every monday lord shiva content so on and so on uh, we do have across we have sai baba we have guru Sikh, we have even Islam, uh, Quran, so on. We have Jain content. We create content across different faith and uh, beliefs. So they are habit forming, and it has repeat value to it. So people like appreciate it a lot. And then comes stories. Again, uh, the entire story as a genre is inspired from the GEC channels, from the television world, where people are used to. I mean, the whole movie industry is on storytelling. So stories always works. Uh, if you have a good, compelling script and reasonable production, like I'm, I'm sure uh, you know we are not as big to get a uh, Bachchan or a Shahrukh Khan to narrate the story. That's fine. But if you have a compelling script and a reasonably good voice, like a professional-sounding uh, voice recorded with error-free, you know, noise-free setup, people do appreciate it, and we see good amount mm. of completion rate. Again, not all story appeals to everyone, but the cohort of people who started it. are very very likely to finish it like we do 10 episodes mm. of 10 minutes each uh, we have seen like 92% completion rate i mean that's that's phenomenal mm. so stories mm. help us with uh, picky users who really appreciate that and uh, in stories there are in genres i mean all genres work romantic genre works thriller works suspense works people people are okay with different genres we have experimented with all um and one of the experiment that proved very well was of course uh, horror i was not really a fan of it but my co-founder insisted we do it i was like okay sure mm-hmm. let's try it and uh, turns out it's a super hit and now we have like mm-hmm. dozens and dozens of uh, horror shows and and it does well even in the space of horror you can do conspiracies and ufos and things like that there is audience for it and it sounds sounds interesting mm-hmm. i mean people do enjoy those kind of content yeah so learning summary uh, humor mm-hmm. story devotional these are the top 3 okay so those are on the fiction and one thing that i have noticed with you know avaz and something that you mentioned is like 10 minute 10 episode yeah how did you guys go about deciding like okay let's do a 10 episodes 10 minutes done like just 100 minutes of content uh, just an in, experiment yeah? there was no uh, science to it some of them could mm-hmm. be 8 minutes some of them could be 11 minutes but we aim for 10 minute into 10 then also also for the people uh, you know who are just going to be listening to uh, or you know discovering podcast for the first time not having to commit to one hour of the time in the long form conversations and when you have something like that i think that that's really a great way to kind of hook people and you know get them introduced to the podcast as a medium right all i said do note is about our hindi podcast our english podcast and their audience are completely different the top genres there mm. are upskilling people want to learn something mm. new make themselves uh, smarter than they are put their time into productivity so content like uh, we have a show called as being ceo it's interview mm. candid chat with india's top 26 ceos right we have ceo of linkedin ceo of twitter india so on so lot of people listen to it again this has 90 plus completion rate which is phenomenal and uh, the amount mm-hmm. of time spent it's completely conversational there's a host and a guest format and then we have a series called conversational masterclass mm. on product management on cloud computing on on uh, blockchain so this appeals to you know uh, people who are in their mid of their career like 30 something they want to upskill you know they want to learn something new uh, but they don't have the time or patience to go and take a coursera certification course or ask someone mm. they just want to hear it from an authoritative source maybe the choices are either you take a coursera program or you take a youtube video or you can listen to this podcast so they, they this really works because most people are doing something else like walking or something and still listening to upskilling themselves audience who appreciate english content we don't even have much of fiction there we do have some humor shows they do well but we mm. really really focus on content that makes you a better person when it comes to the english content i think that's a great piece of uh, you know inside the shriraman and i think that kind of gives me the idea and i'm sure you know listeners who are listening to this also 
kind of sensing the fact that, oh, you know what, when you are thinking of creating content, it's important for you to understand who your listener is and what is it that the listener wants, right? So the people who are mostly looking at top scaling and the people who are looking at, you know, maybe getting to the next level are usually the people who are, you know, constantly looking for new insights to maybe improve themselves, right? And then there is a huge and majority of the people who are just looking for the entertainment. And it's important to understand what is the objective of the show, right? Whether you want to entertain your audience or you want to educate them or, you know, just inspire them based on who your audience is. So I think that's a great piece of advice. So SridhamanAwaz.com, obviously it's a platform you guys do have 1,000 hours plus of content. So how do you describe ours? Is it a tech company or a content company? A tech company that does content. Parent company is mm-hmm. called Agraya Technologies, right? We are a voice and audio company. Uh, we started mm-hmm. with voice technology, connected cars, you know, smart home, so on. And we saw, hey, there is a huge uh, latent need for audio content. And that's how ours came to be. So it is a tech company that also does audio content. So, Awaz is a platform, right? Uh, as you said, it's a tech company, which is a platform and also you guys produce the content, right? So let's say, what is the leverage that you guys have over just the content production company, which is just like, you know, Wine Studio, the company that I run, where right. we just produce content and we don't have a platform yet. What are the leverages that you guys have? Right. Vijay, it's simple. We want to be a first-party data company, right? Mm-hmm. Not that we are data hungry. It's not like uh, we are data brokers who will sell the data. It's not the reason. The idea is simple. In the age of technology where, you know, people are used to the kind of recommendation they see on Netflix, on YouTube, on, on everywhere, all the feeds, wherever there is content. Today, there is an algorithm. And uh, people have taken that as a given now. You know, if I use a content platform, let it personalize it to my needs. And consumers' expectation is that that the only way I can match is if I'm able to control the consumer experience. For that, it warrants me to have my own app, uh, my own website, so on. And uh, what it also gives is hundreds and thousands of signals from the consumer saying, which one are they listening? At what time of day are they listening? Where do they drop off? You know, how can we improve their uh, discovery experience better? How can we, you know, nudge them to have better completion rates, so on and so on. So the, the biggest difference between us and anyone who is really great in content only is that we understand audience better. We have a lot more insights. And uh, that would be the biggest difference we would bring to the table. And I think, uh, you know, I agree to that because being just a content creator, you are always at the mercy of the platform on how much data that they want to give you about you, the show that you have, you know, created. And this is something that we have been thinking a lot here at Wine Studio as well, right? Because you put a lot of enormous amount of time, efforts, energy, and money and resources to create a podcast, and then you give it to the platform, and they have all the data to make decisions on what kind of content works and what not. And you know, we are at the mercy of the platform on how much information that they want to give to us for the shows that we. But the other thing, when it comes to let's say you know, for production houses like ours, and listening to this conversation, who runs the production house or thinking of, you know, starting a podcast company, the moment you say that I want to build a platform of my own, what I feel is the focus then shift from creating content to getting apps downloads. And because you want to then, you know, it's it's easy to get people to download your podcast app and, you know, keep the app on their phone for the longer period of time so that right. you are entertaining, engaging them for the longer period of time, time. Right. So what are some of the things production houses like ours can keep in mind, let's say, you know, if anyone would like to jump into the platform business where, you know what, I want to own my data, I want to know who my listener is better, and I'm thinking of creating a platform, then what are the things that you would say that, you know, people need to keep in mind? Right. Vijay, first and foremost, the end consumer doesn't care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you said, uh, okay, does focus shift from creating really good content to tech and app and platform and install? It might, but it cannot take away the fact that you still need to produce really really worthwhile content yeah so production production first company wants to also look into their own platform their own tech then maybe it's prudent to have like a one person or co-founder or cto or somebody product manager dedicated to doing all of those aspects while the core Mm. core of the company still remains creating awesome content right Mm. Just, just take a look at, I mean, Netflix is really big, but it's a great example. They are a technology company. You know, they are somehow magically classified under the FANG companies, right? Facebook, Apple, Netflix, mm. Amazon, Google. Uh, but they are completely out and out a Los Angeles like a Hollywood company. Right? They spend time 
equally in both i mean their cloud architecture their tech strategy is one of the best in the world it's a case study for every aspect at the same time their content is i mean killer content so first off they have awesome content on top of it they use really awesome technology to make consumer life so enjoyable right mm. the smallest of the features like the skip intro they were the probably the first to introduce it right the smallest of the mm. feature makes so much difference in uh, consumer experience so you need to focus on both however let me tell you it's not difficult all you need is somebody who can understand the product better so it's not just an engineer on the team it has to be a product manager on the team right he or she is the bridge between consumer experiences and what your product should become yeah so they are balancing the signal you might want 100 features to begin with but do the consumer really care which ones are mission critical which ones are needed in the beginning and you can always start with a simple app like like you take your own rss feed and put it in your inside your own app it can be done under mm. a month you can start with a mm. very simple app of your own and slowly mm. but steadily encourage your listeners saying hey thank you for listening to our podcast on apple spotify google wherever but do try our app and there is a bonus episode something like that mm. give them some reason why they should care about your own app maybe you'll have some mm. content that are only exclusive and premium uh, there is something that is make the listeners special there mm. i mean you could you mm. could think of 20 reasons right so mm-hmm. it's not difficult it is doable but you need to have like i said i find it very scary to create really good content and peg on hope as a strategy that it will do well etc etc i'm i'm really scared of that mm. i would mm. prefer to have in consumer insights directly coming to us So when would you suggest you know for anybody to whether that's an indie podcaster saying that okay you know I want people to listen to my podcast on my own app or the podcast production company saying that okay I want people to be consuming content on my own app when do you think that people should really be thinking about this obviously you know this is not something that you recommend for somebody who just got started right yeah not at all so indie podcaster I would recommend them to refrain from spending money on tech uh because if mm-hmm. you have one awesome playlist one awesome podcast you are better off focusing on that and letting someone else take care of your cloud and your distribution and everything else you don't need anything else you should be on single handedly focusing on getting growing your audience base that's it uh, mm-hmm. but if you're a production company again your business model uh, you have to ask that question do you want to be in the services of podcast creation for example you can approach some of the best podcast companies today say spotify for example mm-hmm. and go to them with a decent pitch hey we here is a idea for a podcast would you like us to produce it for you they would pay handsomely take that money you are better off mm-hmm. you are a services revenue driven company you don't have to worry about the t of technology but mm-hmm. if you want to like i said have a play of your own consumer app your own experiences so on then when your product is getting ready you should also focus on a significant repertoire or library of content you launch your own app with just 10 shows it's not an incentive enough for people to use that app they fight for real estate mm. on people's phone which is again mm. very you know scarce scarce right uh, people don't want so mm. many apps yeah, on their phone yeah so mm. unless you have a reasonable library again having your own app is not really a much of a advantage it would only work in your uh, it will only drain you more so you need to balance it out again yeah let me switch a little bit of a gear and uh, talk about revenue right so i want to talk about like you know the revenue that the companies like awards are looking at today so could you share what is awards primary source of revenue today and also would love to know how platforms like awards are thinking when it comes to mid and long term bet you know at the end of the day we, are, we all are you know playing at the hypothesis and you know and and the assumptions and stuff like that what future holds we don't know but what is it that platform like ours are focused on today when it comes to revenue what is the mid and long term revenue bet that you guys have right uh, today where we stand we have three sources of for ours only right mm-hmm. so we have mm-hmm. licensing deals because we own original content and it's of really good quality mm-hmm. there are other publishers who want to license our content from us and they do pay us annual fee for it which is good next comes advertisers when i say advertisers we do not have ads on the platform yet but what do we have uh, are the sponsors of a particular show right mm. the best example think of it as coke studio coke coke mm. would have put ads on mtv but they rather decided to do some interesting content integration and called it as coke studio likewise we yeah. have ibm as a partner uh, as a sponsor for a show called no nerd club 
we are talking about mm. cloud computing again i told you english audience want to learn something new etc mm. so ibm is sponsoring a show where you can learn all about cloud computing right uh, we have google mm. as a as a sponsor for a show called voice talks where they are we're talking about google voice assistant so on mm. tata mutual fund uh, sponsored a show in hindi for consumer mm. uh, investor education right in hindi speaking market so different brands have different needs and expectations on on their communication agenda and we fit the bill right so sponsorships and advertisers are second source of revenue for us third one is mm-hmm. ip uh, where we do something like a on ground event you know a physical event under the avas banner for example we did a rathwala show it's also a show mm-hmm. on avas.com but it's also a physical event that was a ticketed event that happened mm-hmm. in the habitat and car bombay right so some of the good rappers from mumbai came there uh, it was a evening of uh, shindig and fun ticketed event with sponsors again for those event as well we mm. we do new year parties uh, under the avas banner uh, slow poison and mm. so on and so on right so mm. we we create those ips as well uh, which can be ticketed and monetized so this are current situation mid term long term are we want to grow you know into a subscription driven economy as well right we want to have paying customers directly to us and at scale uh, let's say when i get something like uh, 10 million dau or something like that mm. probably it would make sense to have programmatic ads on the platform working on mm. it in our technology for it but way too early years away not the product yeah absolutely and this conversation that siraman that i have a lot with platform owners and even the people who have been working with the you know companies like spotify geo server and so on and so forth the one conversation that you know usually come um, about when, when we talk about monetization one thing that really comes up is you know what the people willing to pay for podcast in india is like we don't know i mean some people have even you know are way too pessimistic and they have said things like we are 10 years far from when people actually will start paying for the content podcast just the way they pay for the netflix or the other thing and if even if you look at the people who are subscribed to the ott platform that's just a small segment of the you know the population and the certain kind of people who are kind of subscribed to uh ott platforms are the food delivery premium and stuff like that right so that's the same audience who is subscribed to all these different thing right so when do you think in your own assessment or maybe understanding of the market and especially given that you know your platform right now at least is looking at the tier 2 and 3 market when do you think that indian audience would be ready to kind of pay for the content and maybe take subscription for the podcasts right couple of points and clarifications bj first off uh I don't know if I'm focusing on tier 2 tier 3 audience I'm not I haven't even covered mm. all major cities and uh, the mm. immediate urban pockets around it it's a long way to yeah. go even before we even claim to target tier 2 tier 3 it's not easy okay mm. we we play in regional languages that's different from focusing on mm. tier 2 right tier 2 and 3 yeah, yeah 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 so so for example india's highest watched tv channel is star tv and sun tv some in some weeks sun tv is more gets more viewership than star tv just one regional channel so called right mm. uh, so mm. again somebody in chennai watches it as much as somebody in kodalur or some, some unknown town right so there is a market for content in indian language okay let, let's get that out now are we 10 years away from it are we 2 years away from it is a question i do not know the exact answer but i can tell you this how many people have content that is worth paying let's start there mm-hmm. uh if you look mm-hmm. at ott uh, if you look at tv it's all pgc high quality professionally generated content produced in a studio by a team of professionals mm-hmm. they got like the you know the whole fan and uh, uh, you know uh, it's it's the it's the whole show right uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, if you if we both put a mic together and uh, start ranting and uh, want to monetize it i don't think uh, even 100 years is enough for that mm. so mm-hmm. first we need to increase the supply side and tell the world that look we have content that's worth listening and then mm. you progress to saying this we have content worth paying right mm. yeah see for example uh, audible is a proven business model worldwide and they, india also their business model hasn't changed they do have some free content maybe playing premium but they do produce probably like a bollywood quality content in audio right they have really good celebrities and stars on and so on 
So when you produce that quality of content and ask people to pay fifty bucks and hundred bucks, it doesn't sound like much to ask for, right? So that's mm. one. Let let all of us start creating content that's worth listening, and move up to content worth paying. So these are two points, right? Mm. Third is I think audience propensity to pay is not a problem to a large extent. Here is an anecdote. Okay, I saw this on YouTube. Uh, you know, YouTube uh, news. Uh, I mean, a news channel was uh, live telecasting the. Bhumi Pujan of Ayodhya Temple, right? Mm. And it was just a live stream of. It's from the news channel. It's not from the temple trust or something. And mm. there were people donating money. You know, in YouTube super chat or super fan, you can donate yeah. money, right? I was just. I lost count of how many lakhs of money was. How much lakhs of money was donated there? Somebody contributes hundred bucks. Mm. Somebody contributes ten thousand bucks. So on and so on. You know that emotional high they are in right now. and i do mm. not know if many of them contrib- know that they are contributing to the news channel and not to the temple so mm. people's propensity to pay is not really a challenge i mean why i took this example is you and i might be paying for netflix which is very different but how many of you and i pay for ayodhya temple on a, mm. as a youtube per fan it's very different audience yeah that's a really great perspective there yeah go yeah on. yeah so they are very different audience at emotional high and they are doing so see propensity for people to pay their ability for people to pay and all is well proven you need to create content that they appreciate and then ask them to pay so that's where the trick lies uh, what what magic is going to happen in 10 years just because the calendar ran 10 years people will suddenly start throwing money at podcasters i don't think that's a theory we should be looking at that's just procrastination i mean tomorrow will be better than today i mean that's just procrastination wow i think that's a really great perspective there sri and uh, i think i kind of agree to that right and this is something that you know if you leave let's say last couple of years when a lot of platforms started commissioning this high budget podcast and you know right now the kind of budget that you know we get to hear for the shows and podcasts that you know platforms with deep pockets are kind of i know spending is is really exciting to see you know the the kind of money that they are pouring into create podcast and for example audible getting in amitabh bachchan to do a podcast and even the spotify getting celebrities to do the show gaurav kapoor and so on and so forth right so uh, we are kind of getting there but again if you look at the kind of numbers in terms of number like how many of those shows do we really have that people you know say that oh you know what wow that's really the kind of show that i want to listen to yeah and i think yeah i kind of agree to that and it, it all depends on the supply side of things as well um and also like how much you can get your audience to hooked to the content that you're producing where they you know come to the label saying that well, you know what i wouldn't have my you know listening to this content because i get so much value out of it whether that's in terms of learning or whether that's in terms of entertainment or um, you know whatever that you are trying to do right sri since you know you mentioned about licensing your content with other platforms and i you guys have licensed your content to spotify so now what is a good deal from the creator standpoint if they want to create content for the platform so what do you think should be some non negotiables for a creator to keep in mind when they are licensing their content or selling off their content to platforms like you know maybe spotify geo7 or audible and so on and so forth right two things uh, you can't produce something expecting it will be licensed not possible mm-hmm. you produce something and there are audience for it and you tell that to you know those those companies and they might be interested and again i'm not assured it might be interested mm-hmm. uh second some of them may want exclusive again you need to figure out are you okay with that and of course you're being compensated it's not like you're uh, short changed you're well compensated if you're giving it as an exclusive deal so this is in the licensing term okay first you cannot assume they will license it and then produce it not going to happen you have to play the long term game if you have 100 shows they might license 10 shows from you that's a risk you have to take so mm. summary is don't do it for in the hope of getting licensing deals do it because your audience like it and there is a market for such podcasts right so so mm. please please take the consumer as your boss and not as a licensing company as your boss that's not going to work out, okay next if you are working as in the service which means you will you are a service provider to a podcast company this is fairly simple just like you run an ad agency or you run any services company you are going to take a fee create what you promised and deliver it to them in good shape that's it again this works in a very very simple straightforward deal right you create a pitch you pitch it to them they like it they commission it 
you produce it, you transfer the IP, whatever, whatever content, you get paid. If you are going with a pitch, uh, don't go with uh, 15 one-slide ideas. For example, idea one, idea two, idea three, idea four, idea five. Hmm. It's not what those companies look for, including I. I don't look for somebody who sends me one slide, one idea, 15 ideas, because it's all over the place. Uh, Any one of this could be great, and some of them could be poor, I can't tell. Rather, you take maybe two, at best three, and you go fully thought out about it. Hey, here is a show about cricket, okay? People do this all the time. I have an idea where I can get Sachin Tendulkar on a show in cricket. Great. Hmm. Next, they don't come back for a month. Hmm. Like, you, they got me excited, then they don't know what to do with it. Their hmm. only claim was, okay, I have access to a Sachin Tendulkar or any cricketer. What next? They, they, most people get stuck hmm. with that. It's not a good pitch. It's not a good pitch. You need to say, what is the idea? Okay, let's talk about Sachin Tendulkar's life and times in the ground cricket and gully cricket and what what it takes for him to make, make it to the god of cricket. Something, I don't know. Have Put some thoughts behind it and then go and say, look, here is the concept. I think it will work because of these following reasons. Also, mm. cherry on top, we have access to uh, Sachin Tendulkar. Now you're talking. Yeah. yeah? So, so whatever idea. I mean, you could even do a true crime. You could do... Anything, anything. That's a great point because, you know, a lot of people also reach out to us saying that, hey, we want to produce a show with you guys. And they're like, okay, sounds good. Like, what's your podcast idea? And they would say, oh, I want to do a podcast in music. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> what else? Yeah. I want to do a podcast in music. I haven't put a lot of thought around this, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm passionate about music. I want to create a podcast in music. Yeah. Okay. So tell me more. Then, exactly. you know, then, you know, they get stuck, right? So I think that's, yeah. uh, that's a very valid point. And for yeah. anybody who is, whether you are, you know, just looking at pitching to just produce a podcast because you are passionate about some topic or theme and you know you want to work with let's say you know company like ours where you want to just produce a podcast where you come on board and you know create something together with you or whether you are you know looking at creating content and selling off to platforms like spotify or audible or geo Seven or ghana and so on and so forth right so or to hours, awards, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah so uh, two hours then just do a well thought yeah. content yeah. and idea on like you know and also, it's it's it would be great if you you know just put a bit of research on who the audience is and why do you right. think and what are the kind of other ways that people consume this kind of content, right? Hey, you know what? There are so many shows on YouTube around this topic, but there's none on podcast because it's such a you know popular genre on YouTube. It might work on podcast. Let's try and create something, right? And I think those are the kind of things that platforms want to hear, and those are the things that you know we also want to. The more thoughts that you put on, and the more reasons to make. People like Sri yeah. Raman believe that this might work <laughs> is when he's willing to put out uh, money on your podcast from his pocket. So, yeah. And, and yeah, continue, Sri, you were. Yeah. Another uh, reason I've seen, I mean, in the world of startup, most people say they approach a VC, but they don't share their idea saying, will the VC steal my idea? Utter mm. nonsense. Same way, most people give this abstract idea. You know why? They think someone else will steal their idea. No one has time for that. Okay. Because anyone can come up with a great idea. The execution is the hardest part. Let's say I said, let's do a podcast with Sachin Tendulkar about uh, Ramakanta Shekhar and growing up and being the god mm. of cricket. Okay, great idea. Do you think anyone can just pull it off? Uh, no, they can't. I mean, you can't just pull it off. People don't steal ideas. People, especially the bigger companies, they have tons of work. Yeah. There are processes, there are there is paperwork, there is bureaucracy, and you'll be dealing with that one guy. He has other things to do than steal your idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so even if you send fully thought out idea, it's okay. No one has time to steal it. Doesn't matter. What matters is closing the circle. Right? So that's something you need to keep in mind. You need to believe in professional companies that they do behave professionally. In fact, they have more paperwork than you as an independent or a small business unit to follow. Uh, they don't have time and wherewithal to steal your ideas and run away with it. So don't worry about it. If you are an independent content creator pitching for audio content production services, take only few ideas at a time, but well thought out. And also, please do have a reasonable ballpark commercials in mind. Don't keep saying, okay, once you like it, I'll get back. You don't need four meetings for it. You can close it in two meetings, maybe. Right? So have things ready, reasonably ready. Then it shows that, okay, you are in control. 
i can deal with you if you say i haven't worked out the cost it sounds like again you don't know what you are doing you are going to learn and maybe fail at my cost and i am little scared of that and let's say i am i am a production person procurement person in uh, spotify i have people to report to i can't give money to someone who's going to try and fail in my money it's my job on the line you need to sound reasonable okay this is the deal this is the terms this is how much it's going to cost if they negotiate it's fine but have a ballpark figure in mind yeah so be well prepared end of the line yeah awesome i think those were uh, you know great tips. so the other things three uh, you know because you have worked with a lot of advertisers and uh, you know sponsors to kind of sponsor on your shows so for the people who are already podcasting for a while and looking at you know approaching the advertisers and you know maybe have failed or maybe have no clue where do i even start what are your some tips for the people who are looking at getting sponsors or advertiser and especially a lot of people have this thought on the head like oh you know what i need to have a million listens before i can you know secure a sponsor for my show yeah. so uh, where does one begin first don't lie the marketers brand managers they are smart people as smart as you are right so don't don't make up stuff okay actually telling the truth works in our favor say you are creating uh, your podcast is about parenting and you have mm. 5000 listeners you don't have to mm. add two zeros to it and make it sound fancy no please don't do such things mm. right if you if you're talking to a diaper brand you could really thump your chest and say look i have the ears of 5000 parents you want to reach them i know how to do that's it hmm you don't have to go timidly saying it's only 5000 and you play to your strength so you tell them look hmm. these 5000 people come every sunday morning 10 o'clock to listen to my podcast and hmm. i can find several ways of integrating your product into it in a reasonable way right? and you would have really really high attention and high engagement it's not a 6 second ad that they skip right this is going to be something far more reaching them in a, in especially when their antennas are up when they're really listening to it and you can subtly integrate it you know something like that or you could you could think of several ways for example you can think of an editorial strategy for example again this parenting uh, this is a parenting podcast and today there's a diaper brand is sponsoring so maybe you talk about diaper rash for all you care often our podcast on diaper rash you get a pediatrician talk about it and mm. you keep mentioning this is sponsored by so on so on so on. whatever whatever Mm. but people are hearing it all because they really care about their child and they want to handle paper rash and, and this brand has been talking about mm. it it shows initiative from the brand you know there are there are mm. so many ways you can integrate it but your promise remains the same look i have 5000 people and their attention do you want to play ball yeah okay they uh, mm. are not going to cut you a 5 crore check for this but if you ask for a reasonable fee they are go- surely going to play ball with you now what happens is once you have tasted some success then you keep doing it again and again you say that okay listen you can give me as low as 50000 for this but how about 10 week deal mm don't give me one week deal like what can you do in one week let's do 10 week deal mm. then you are increasing your revenue to 5 lakh now yeah. with just 5000 audience with just 5000 audience if if you mm. think this are all too far far fetched to believe let me tell you look at instagram influencers i am talking even way back in 2014 15 when i was digital agency if somebody had 10000 followers we wouldn't mind paying them 10 15000 rupees for a instagram post showcasing the product mm. on and so on or if it was mm. a retail store we would ask them to come pay them shop blah blah give them mm. a bag of goodies and, you know yeah so 10000 bucks for instagram post 5 years ago is 50000 rupees for afnar podcast 2021 right But no. the thing is, you crack a long-term deal. You tell them, look, let's do three-month engagement. Let's do ten-episode engagement. Let's do twenty-six-episode engagement. The brand is gonna ask an arm and a leg from you. They're gonna ask you, push you. Okay, you can still say, look, there are some editorial policies I can't compromise, but I can still do a lot to give you mileage. Mm-hmm. I can add link in description. I can write about it. I can show your banner. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do all of it. Now you are working with them to make. something meaningful hmm. instead of making stuff up you know what i'm saying you have you may have 1 million business but the brand in fact if you have 1 million business it's actually difficult to sell because now you are compared with youtube and facebook and linkedin now you are not compared with other podcasts hmm. they say 1 million is too low for us in fact i had a very very large company uh, retail company uh, consumer facing company super large okay they reached out to us and then we told them 
this is what we have they said no you're too small for us and they, the business didn't work out what do mm. you say about it because yeah that's true the amount of time they have to spend to reach my 1 million customers is not big for them they're like yeah i'm i'm better off doing that things right mm. so that's one uh, that's no two third you have to kiss a lot of frogs not lot many people believe in doing something small and incremental and experimenting i'm talking from brand managers point mm. you know some brand managers believe in larger than life they want full page ads outdoor roadings youtube master they want like larger than life stuff they might mm. not appreciate creating a half an hour content for a 5000 audience but there are some brands mm. who really want to try a bunch of small things that adds up to something big right so mm. you have to find people with those sensibilities and that means you have to talk to dozens of people some of them will like you and say okay sure let's give it a shot so yeah. you have to kiss many frogs yeah super uh i think those were great tips there siri so i have one last question if you were a podcast creator today mm-hmm. what are the three things that you would focus on to ensure that you might win the podcast game in india yeah i would say uh, please pay attention to changing consumer trends and needs people are changing very fast so if you can identify something they really need and if you can do it well that's one reason to win second uh, in a, even if it a particular genre is very popular let's say true crime is very popular you can still do true crime one more time nothing happens you know when there is competition it actually shows there is a market for it but now you have to up the game and do something better or different or more uh, colorful way third you have to spend a lot of time and efforts in marketing it because creating content doesn't only solve the problem uh, discovery is a huge problem especially if you don't have your own product you have to have a decent go to market strategy you could have 10000 rupees for all you know uh, or even sir but you still have to have some amount of efforts and money to market your awesome sir it's been a great conversation for uh, anyone who would like to connect with sri just find him at the red sri raman on twitter he's super active there and shares a bunch of stuff and obviously check out awaz.com and uh, obviously you'll find a bunch of shows across the genres across the languages you know which might interest you i'll put the link for both of these on the description sri thank you so much for being on the show it's always great to catch up with you on uh, you know what's happening on the podcasting ecosystem and i'm so glad that you know we have this opportunity to have this front seat of this shaping podcasting ecosystem in the country so glad that you spent this time with us today my pleasure vijay and uh, wish you luck to all the aspiring podcasters in the country Let's put India on the world podcast map. Keep rocking. Podcast Unfiltered is a Wine Studio production. The show is produced by me, Vijay Gautam, and Anushka Pandey is their assistant producer. Shrey Obrey is our audio engineer for the show. You can find other podcasts produced by Wine Studio by visiting our website wine.studio that is w y n.studio or searching wine studio on your podcast app i'll see you in the next episode